In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My brethren, today the Church brings to our meditation the healing of that paralyzed man who was brought before our Lord Jesus Christ. He was lying down on his bed and unable to walk by himself. When our Lord saw that man, he was moved with, with great compassion and said to him, Trust my son, your sins are forgiven. So you see, that man was looking for the healing of his body. But our Lord wanted first of all to heal his soul. And after having forgiven his sins, Jesus Christ also healed his body. He said, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And the man stood up, and he who before was lying down on his bed was commanded to carry it. And he went back home. These are, my brethren, the historical facts. But as I have said many times, beyond the history, there is a mystery. Behind the curtain of the literal sense of the scriptures hides a spiritual meaning. So we are invited today to go further and to contemplate in the double healing of that man a double mystery. One mystery for the present time and one mystery for the time to come. One mystery of grace and one mystery of glory. That paralyzed man in the gospel signifies mankind after original sin. When our first parents sinned, they lost the grace of God for themselves, but for us as well, for all human race. And without the grace of God, mankind was paralyzed like that man in the gospel. He was unable to walk, unable to walk towards heaven. The truth is that when men declared war against God by sin and lost his submission to God, so the body also lost its submission to the soul. Instead of obeying the soul, the body now wants to be in command. 
body and soul now fight against each other day and night. And sometimes the body even seems to be stronger than the soul. So we can say that the higher part of man, which is the soul, became like that suffering man in the gospel. The soul dwells in the body like that man was lying down on his bed. And it is said that the paralyzed man was brought before Jesus Christ. It means that he could not come by himself, but he needed help. And these helpers represent the law and the prophets. They represent the Old Testament whose goal was to bring our, our paralyzed humanity before the Savior. And this mission is completely fulfilled in the New Testament, which is the meeting itself between God and our sick humanity. But we saw that paralyzed man was looking for the healing of his body. I don't doubt, my brethren, that he had a lot of suffering in his body. So I do not blame him at all. Our Lord Jesus Christ himself did not blame that man because he wanted the healing of his body. However, Jesus wants to teach us something very important here. When we are sick, we can ask for the healing of our body. We can go to the doctor and take some medicine. That's fine. But we needed to know that more important than our body is our soul. And before looking for the health of our body, we needed to look for the health of our soul. And the health of the soul is the grace of God. So that's why before healing the body of that man, our Lord wanted to heal his soul. He said, your sins are forgiven. And by the remission of his sins, that man received the grace of God, and his soul was healed. And it is the same with us. If we have lost the grace of God through sin, if we have lost the grace of God through sin, we can still recover it. And we do not need to go to the other side of the planet in order to find healing. We do not need to climb mountains to find the remedy. 
But the only thing we need is to confess our sins with a humble heart, with sorrow, and a firm resolution not to sin again. So when you feel your heart is heavy because of something, even if it's not a great sin, do not hesitate to come to be healed. And in the confessional, our Lord will perform on you the same miracle he did on that paralyzed man. He will say to you, by the mouth of his priest, your sins are forgiven, and your soul will be healed by the power of the grace of God. It will be like a spiritual resurrection. And that's why the book of Revelation talks about two resurrections. One concerning the soul and the other concerning the body. One for this present time and the other one for the time to come. And here we find on one side the mystery of grace and on the other side the mystery of glory. Now we know that when we were born, we were alive according to the body, but dead according to the soul. Because we come into this world without the grace of God, which is the life of our soul. And we receive this spiritual life in the sacrament of baptism and confession. And this is what we call the first resurrection, the resurrection of our soul by the power of grace. But if the healing of our soul is accomplished in the present time, by grace. The complete healing of our bodies will only take place in the time to come, on the last day. Yes, only on that day, our bodies will be completely healed and submitted to the soul, and we will not suffer anymore. On the last day, before that, it's impossible to be free from all pain and suffering. And let's not forget that, especially during times of tribulation. But let us offer up everything we suffer to God as a sign of our love for Him. But on the last day, we shall experience the second resurrection. The resurrection of our bodies by the power of glory. And this is what the healing of that man's body means. Let us pay attention to the fact that 
His body was only healed after his soul was healed. And we could even say that his body was healed only because his soul had, had been healed before. First, we have the forgiveness of sins, and then the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Because grace precedes glory. Because glory depends on grace. Because without grace, there will be no glory for us. Yes, we know that all men shall arise from the dead on the last day. However, not everyone will arise in the same way. Not everyone will go to the same place. This is what the book of Revelation says. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them. So only those who share in the first resurrection, meaning only those who share in the life of grace, will arise in glory and be citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Eternal death will not have power over them, and they shall go unto eternal life. So grace is the seed of glory. And we need to be very careful, my brethren, because grace is in us like this flame that burns on the candle. If we do not take care, it can blow out. So let us keep at all costs the treasure of the grace of God in us, avoiding all sin, because our eternal life depends on that. But if, but if we come to fall, we know that we can have the remedy of confession in order to recover the grace of God. And then, when the last trumpet gives the sign, and our beloved Lord Jesus Christ comes back, if we have kept His grace, the spiritual flame alive, we shall hear from His divine lips the same words He said to that man in the gospel. Arise, take up your bed and go to your house. He will say, Arise, because we shall receive the order to arise from the dead. Take up your bed, which means put on your flesh, so 
take your body once again and go to your house. That is to say, go to the kingdom of heaven. And how much we look forward to that moment. So my brethren, if you want to go to heaven, there's only one thing you need to do to keep the grace of God. So I tell you, children of grace, if you just persevere, you shall be one day children of glory. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.